privileges and responsibilities as a priest of this diocese in communion with your bishop. Having committed yourself to this work, do not forget the trust of those who have chosen you. Care alike for young and old, strong and weak, rich and poor. By your words and in your life, proclaim the gospel. Love and serve Christ's people. Nourish them and strengthen them to glorify God in this life and in the life to come. May the Lord who has given you the will to do these things give you the grace and power to perform them. Given under our hands and sealed in the city of New York on the ninth day of April 2016 and in the fifth year of our consecration, the Right Reverend Andrew and Aldici, Bishop of New York, and the Right Reverend Alan Shin, Bishop of Suffolk. Do you, in the presence of this congregation, commit yourself to this new trust and responsibility? I do. And now, congregation, will you who witness this new beginning of, to su support and uphold John in this ministry? Yeah. Let us then offer our prayers to God and for all this, his people, for this congregation, and for John, their rector. to persevere to the end, we pray to you. 
and grant that together they may follow Jesus Christ, offering to you their gifts and talents through him who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. A reading from the book of Proverbs. My child, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and abundant welfare they will give you. Do not let loyalty and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them round your neck Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and of people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes, Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. The word of the Lord. A reading from the epistle of Paul to the Romans. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, 
we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So, you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak to them and taught them, saying, 
Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. It's my understanding that the homilist at a rector's installation is expected to say outrageously wonderful things about the rector to be installed and to commend the search committee in the vestry for their great discernment and wisdom. If that's what you're expecting today, you won't be disappointed. It's not hard to say outrageously wonderful things about John Floyd Bedingfield a wonderful human being, and an enormously gifted priest. And knowing John as I do, in this church as I've begun to know it, I believe to the core of my being that you've chosen wisely and well. And as I reflected on this very carefully chosen liturgy, and if you've learned one thing about John in the six months he's been among you, liturgy is not random. Every prayer, every symbol, every piece of music is carefully and prayerfully selected for this day. And it is no coincidence that woven in this liturgy are themes of the Trinity, understandably, Franciscan spirituality, and of course some Dietrich Bonhoeffer thrown in as well. It is his saint's day. And so for a homilist, it's an embarrassment of riches, really, to think about how to ground 
our few minutes of exploration of the scripture and our time together today, but what came together for me that seems to tie all those pieces together is one piece of the Beatitudes that you just heard in the gospel lesson. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Thinking about this church from its very founding to reach out to the poor and the immigrants that were in your midst. Thinking about John's Franciscan spirituality, and you probably know that he did his doctoral thesis looking at a year of All Soul Church being enmeshed in Franciscan spirituality. And in his thesis, he makes the point after spending a year deeply soaked in what that means to be a community of faith, observing that they came to see the poor among them and to notice the poverty within them. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Look at the symbols that will be presented to John after this homily and what they say about him, what they say about you, and what they say about your life going forward. The first symbol, a Spanish language Bible, aspirational. John's intention to deepen his fluency in Spanish in order to reach out to your Spanish-speaking neighbors to the north, tying your very rootedness as a community of faith in your founding. In his spurgillum, I would call that practical. John noted in the newsletter you didn't have one, and he plans to wear it out, baptizing and blessing. I would also note that it is truly symbolic of his proclivity for Anglo-Catholic liturgy. <laughs> I think I'll leave that there. <laughs> A hymnal, traditional. John Bedingfield is at the core of his being quite steeped in traditional Anglican liturgy. He loves music. He sings beautifully. And he knows that the whole purpose of that is to lift up our praises to God. Keys, invitational, opening your doors to all who would center desirous coming through here to center more deeply in our walk with God in Christ, opening every door wide. An apron. John is at his core a deacon, always ready to serve, and particularly to serve and reach out to those on the margins. A book of plays. Theatrical. I can only imagine John Bedingfield at his first Easter vigil here and lighting the new fire of Easter. I'll leave that there too. Playful, a baseball cap from the youth. 
I saw in your search profile that you were looking for someone with a sense of humor, playful, and a light touch. Did you ever get that in both John and Irwin? Great senses of humor, always playful, and an infectious joy for anyone who encounters them. And finally, bread and wine, theological, sacramental, incarnational. That's who John Bedingfield is. That's who you are together as a community of faith. All symbols, all a sign of what he will receive this afternoon and give back generously, lovingly. And as I was reflecting on these symbols, this day, the founding of this great church, I was reminded of a video clip I saw two years ago that still haunts me. Perhaps some of you have seen it. The New York City Rescue Mission was begun in the 1870s by a gentleman who self-described as a rogue and a river thief. In Sing Sing Prison, he heard the word of God, engaged in Bible study, and was touched and transformed, and started this ministry to reach out to the influx of immigrants who were coming into New York City who were poor in every definition and understanding of that word. That ministry has continued over the decades, and two years ago, they engaged in a social project called Make Them Visible, trying to make more visible the homeless in our midst in the issues around homelessness. This congregation knows a lot about that in the way that you faithfully serve. The experiment was this. Several families volunteered to participate, and one family member, it was not disclosed what the experiment was, was dressed as a homeless person, wig, makeup, clothes, and in the Tribeca, Soho area of the city, they were on a sidewalk to, in an area that they knew a family member would regularly travel. There were cameras hidden to watch what happened when a sister saw her own sister and then walked right by. When a niece saw her beloved uncle and grandparents and walked right by. When a husband saw his wife of 34 years and walked right by. You see, we can see but not really see. And part of what has haunted me over these two years is would I have seen my own husband and walked right by? And sadly, I believe the answer is yes. John Bedingfield would not only not just walk by, he could tell you the person's name and their life story. Now, in fairness, no one could walk by Irwin and not notice. <laughs> I mean, really. But more seriously, John sees what a lot of other people don't see. Mother Teresa often said that Jesus comes to us in many different 
disguises. Psychologists have done research around this that we tend to see what we expect to see. We tend to experience what we expect to experience. But we know that we have a God of the unexpected. I believe you have chosen a leader who will help you to see and experience in new and different ways. Toward the end of John's thesis, he said that he thought the Episcopal Church, and I would just broaden this to the church writ large, has a lot to learn from the example of Francis to engage in a willingness to leave what is comfortable, to give up what is familiar, and to be poor in new ways and engage the world. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. One last reflection. Many years ago, I had the responsibility of chairing a search committee. It is terrifying for any of you who have done it very recently or have done it in the past. And I will never forget what one of the candidates shared in a time of conversation with us. And this was over 20 years ago. He was newly ordained and was going into his first curate, but he was gonna be in charge of this parish and he was terrified. He was in his 20s, he didn't know what to do. And he went to his bishop and he said, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? To which the, the bishop said, love them into the kingdom. If you allow them, John will help love you into the kingdom. And to take the kingdom outside of these glorious walls to touch and to transform, showing forth the love of Christ that abides in each one of you. Godspeed in your ministry together, and thank you again for the sheer privilege and honor of being here today. Amen.
John, take this water and help me baptize in obedience to our Lord. Amen. John, take this sprinkler and be among us as pastor and priest. Help us to live out our baptismal vows. Amen. John, receive this hymnal and help us lead others into the beauty of holiness. Amen. Amen. John, let all these be signs of the ministry which is mine and yours in this place. Amen. Amen. O Lord my God, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, yet you have called your servant to stand in your house and to serve at your altar. To you and to your service I devote myself, body, soul, and spirit. Fill my memory with the record of your mighty works. Enlighten my understanding with the light of your Holy Spirit. And may all the desires of my heart and will center in what you would have me do. Make me an instrument of your salvation for the people entrusted to my care, and grant that I may faithfully administer your holy sacraments, and by my life and teaching set forth your true and living word. Be always with me in carrying out the duties of my ministry, 
In prayer, quicken my devotion. In praises, heighten my love and gratitude. In preaching, give me readiness of thought and expression. And grant that by the clearness and brightness of your holy word, all the world may be drawn into your blessed kingdom. All this I ask for the sake of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Read your new rector. Seated when you're when you're ready. I won't rush it. But, uh... <laughs> Good afternoon to you all. Um, I hope you will uh, get to know and get to speak to one another later. Uh, the reception is across the way in Drazel Hall. 
Um, that's named Dresel Hall after a man who is up here. Uh, Bert Dresel was a previous rector of this parish. There are lots of familiar faces up here to uh, parishioners of Holy Trinity and beyond. Um, we do welcome them all. And, uh, and I, I've begun to learn that you can't go far in New York City or the Diocese of New York without finding someone who has either attended Holy Trinity, been ordained or sponsored for ordination from Holy Trinity, or has lived at Holy Trinity. <laughs> and there are some here who have done all three. Um, so welcome home, Father Hyde and, uh, and others. Um, please do join us for the reception if you can. And thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone who's made this day possible, from flowers to music to bulletins to all the little things and the big things. Uh, we're so grateful to, to have this day and celebrate together. Um, just a quick word about Holy Communion, because we come from very different places geographically and perhaps theologically. Um, we use real wine and we use real bread, and um, so if you would like to partake, please come forward. You'll make lines here. Either stand or kneel, as is your piety. Um, you'll receive the bread you may consume immediately and drink from the cup. Or if you keep it in your hand, don't be surprised if an altar server takes it and intinks it for you and places it in your mouth. Um, that's a little different in this diocese, but that tends to be often the custom. So don't be shocked if that happens. Um, the idea is that everyone feel welcome, but also sort of know that this is a holy thing and a holy meal. Uh, we do invite all those who would seek a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ to be a part of this. Um, what else to tell you? I think uh, Bishop Shen wants to say a word, or three or four. No, no, thank you. Just a quick, quick uh, greeting to everybody. Um, this feels like a, like a full circle around for me, actually, because I was a, an intern here under Father Bert Dresel a long time, long, 20 years ago, I think, or before, 22 years ago. And also, um, I don't get to do a lot of installations as a suffragan, especially of Manhattan parishes, uh, Manhattan rectors. Uh, but Bishop Dietje has asked me to, to do the institution of John because he and I have uh, go, go back 20 years of friendship. So it's wonderful. To, it's a big loss for, for Washington, but it's a great gain back uh, uh, for New York. And uh, wonderful to see you back and wonderful to see Erwin back. Happy birthday to you, Erwin, for your 50th, 50th birthday. Yes. <laughs> so it is, it is a wonderful privilege and honor for me to be, to be here in this parish um, to celebrate this joy, joyful occasion. So um, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
love you made us for yourself and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ your only and eternal son to share our human nature to live and die as one of us to reconcile us to you the God and Father of all he stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has Christ is Christ We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. 
Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people, the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Hallelujah, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty Father, we thank you for feeding us with the holy food of the body and blood of your Son, and for uniting us with him in the fellowship of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for raising up on us faithful servants for the ministry of your word and sacraments. We pray that John may be to us an effective example in word and action, in love and patience, and in holiness of life. Grant that we, with him, may serve you now and always rejoice in your glory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessing, mercy, and grace of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you now and always.
let us go forth in the name of Christ. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks.